ice days. Stop. Whenever quit. Whenever drop to the sofa with. Whenever stop. Whenever quit. Whenever drop until the set is finished. Whenever stop. Whenever quit. Whenever drop till it's over with. Whenever stop. Whenever quit. Whenever drop until the set is finished. Good day, everybody. Good day. Good day. Hope this episode of the Blue Book finds you well. Whether you're starting your day off, waking up, stretching, uh, having some coffee, some breakfast, whatever the case may be, getting ready for either a long day of work or a long day of errands. Or we're catching you halfway through the day when you went through some trials and tribulations, got blessed, seen God move, just trying to get through the midday madness. Or you're ending your day, nighttime has come, you're with your family having dinner, enjoying yourself, relaxing, and just want a really good message. However we're catching you, you're now tuned in to The Blue Book, presented to you by Seabrip Ministries. And... Hosted by your boy Blue. Get unified. That is the message we need right now. And we see state to state unification. Some big players have jumped in. But unification has definitely set the tone. Um, and it needs to. We need our unification. We need to be unified. The station that we have, Unity Radio or UMOLV.com, that is the primary reason it exists. It unites the evangelical music with the mainstream music, the inspirational uh, sides of them into one. One music. We have enough negativity in this world, we don't need to bombard it. But I'm seeing just so many people starting to kind of click this is a little bit okay so happy protesting obviously looting damaging property all that other nonsense no one of the faith should be for but protesting screaming loud to our government and officials screaming loud for change that's a very important thing to do Understand something, okay? Just because you have the Holy Spirit and you have the power and you exercise the power doesn't mean everything is going to be beautiful. Okay, I have my, my own issues, my health issues and other things going on in my life. Just because I got the power of the Holy Spirit and I I take my spiritual vitamins daily to, to help my spiritual immune system like you guys should be with this podcast, doesn't mean I don't deal with these things. I deal with a lot of stuff. Reality does bite. But I continue to have faith that God's going to pull through and He's going to make things happen the proper way. That's the difference between having and not having. Okay? So, 
la la ma 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 si la 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 ma la si da 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 ma 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 si la 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 raka la la raka kaka raka kaka si ma la la ba. I'm just ushering in the Holy Spirit because we need that. Tonight, today, tonight, this afternoon's message is reckless in love. Reckless in love. Reckless in love. Reckless in your love. Reckless in love. We are going to be in the Gospel of John. New Testament. Do you have your spiritual? Do you have your spiritual awakening stuff? Do you have it? Hope so. I have mine. Okay, we're going to be in the Gospel of John. Okay, New Testament, good stuff, great message, great content. Um, so, Gospel of John, 12th chapter. We're going to be in the 12th chapter of John, verse 25. Okay, John. 1225 so however you get the word of God whether it's going to be on the computer whether it's a laptop desktop Android Apple pad whatever the case may be or you even have it here right here however you get it okay we want you to open up the, the gospel of John chapter 12 verse 25 okay and before we do all that before we get all deep in all that we're going to do what we do about this time. Okay. And everyone who watches, listens to this podcast knows exactly what I'm talking about. Our pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag. And to the Savior from whom kingdom it stands. It stands. One Savior. Crucified, risen, and coming again with life, liberty to all who believe. So, you should be in the book of John. You should be in the 12th chapter and you should be in the 24th 25th verse so before we get into all this let's pray we pray over our human food our our food we take in breakfast lunch and dinner or some of it's just breakfast and dinner to help our bodies take vitamins to help our bodies fight off and have a strong immune system we're going to do the same thing with the word. We're going to pray over the over the word. As much as you want the food and drink to bless your body, we want the word to bless our body. Because it doesn't automatically do it if you're not locked into it. you got to understand something. This is literature. Okay? These are words. It's like food. you got to put a little salt and pepper on it. got to bring the word in. got to bring God into it. Okay? Education is nothing without knowledge. So, here we go. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you right now, Father. I thank you for letting us open the word freely and be able to read your message, Father. We thank you, Father. We ask you right now to enlighten us so we can articulate the words that you say and let the Holy Spirit 
come into this place. Let him just flood this Bible with knowledge and wisdom. And we can understand exactly what it is you want us to know. Lead us, guide us, and direct us. What I'm doing, what I'm doing is I am literally bringing the spirit into the situation. I am ushering, I am speaking to God and ushering the spirit into this. Right now we're having a technical issue on Facebook. Hopefully it resolves itself. Um, but we're live on Instagram. We will be there. No questions asked. Okay. Okay. So. Spirit's in here. Feeling it. I'm feeling it. Okay. So what does John 25, 12:25 mean? In other passages, Jesus speaks of the fundamental choice between the world and God. Okay? That's in Matthew 10:39 and Mark 8:35 to 36. A person cannot cling to worldly things and still make God their top priority. You can't have both. You can't be all about the world, all about your possessions, all about all this glam and, and, and stoke and whatever the case may be, and not and, and worship God and be God's side. You can't do that because everything about the world is not about God. Satan controls this world. God hovers over the world. You get that? How about that one? Satan runs the world. Jesus and God hover over it. You look up, you see him, you get him, you bring him in. Kind of, it's kind of like an AM-FM signal. If you know anything about broadcasting, okay? FM is very direct. You turn an FM on, you're going to get all kinds of strong signals in the area in which that's broadcasted. Okay? But, the difference is, is AM shoots up, shoots down, and, and trickles down. Okay? It's kind of like the Lord. He's up there. You know him. You look him. You bring him down. You put him in your heart. And he gives you that feeling of elevation when you pray to him. You don't pray to him like this. God, please help me. Sometimes you do. I mean, sometimes people do this. But God wants you to unlock. Bring the spirit. He wants you to bring the spirit into you from up to down into you. That's what God really wants you to do. He don't want you looking down and being all slumber. That's not the joy of the Lord. You gotta bring it up. You gotta let God. See, now there's a way when, when I was coming up, there's a way of either projection or reception. Okay? When you put your hands like this at, to God, you're projecting yourself. Okay? This is projection. You're pushing out your mess. You're, you're, you, you, you. Okay? This is reception. Okay? So when you're praying to God and you're wanting to receive from him, kind of like a kind of like an emphasis, you want to receive from him, typically you're gonna do this. Hands out, give me the Lord. When you're like this, it's more of a push away projection. You're projecting to him. 
which nothing wrong with that. Sometimes when you're sitting there praying, you do this, you're just giving him praise. It's a praise thing. Nothing wrong with that. When you want to, to, to receive, bring in, receive, typically it's like this. Receive. Push. Receive. Okay? That's my point. He wants you to be open to him. Okay? So, in priority verses, Jesus used the analogy of a seed. It must die in order for it to fulfill the purpose. The symbolism is that of a seed being planted, then growing into maturity. That's growing into maturity, planting in the ground a seed, and then it sprouts out whatever that seed is into maturity. And once it's full-fledged, whatever it produces, it, you'll know when it's at full, per, full maturity because it'll be full. It'll be loaded with whatever it is that seed produces. Okay, those who seek to truly follow Christ have to, as it would seem to, to the world, lose everything. Okay, now you got to understand times are different. Okay, times are very different. Some people still cling on to the Old Testament, lose everything, follow Jesus thing. And if you're called to do that, God bless you. It's a calling, kind of like fasting. It's a calling. You have to literally be called by God to do certain things because in the natural world those things are kind of uh, like insane to do okay there are certain people who do only water fast for a number of days some people can't do that. they gotta have food okay they have health issues that require them to have food if you are called by God and I mean a true calling by God these things will not harm you why because they're called to you. Some people don't understand that concept. It's, it's beyond their understanding. That's perfectly fine because you're not the one being called. Okay? When you're called to do something, fasting, praying, um, and any, anything else, um, you lose a part of you and gain a part of him. It's a gain, receive, give, take situation. Okay? So, the concept of lose everything to gain him doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a possessional thing. It could be an internal thing. You lose your, 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 your desires and, and, your, and your ambitions to him. And he knows what you want to do in your life. It's not like it's a complete, complete uh, uh, he's, he's airheaded about it or lost concept of who you are. You know what you want. You want to do this, that, and another. You have goals. But if you put it in his hands, it's much easier to receive that than it would be if you did it by yourself. you got to lose everything to gain something. It's a desire thing for more than, more than anything else. It's a desire thing. See, possessions come and go. Okay? You can have the nicest things in the world. I don't care what it is. You can have the most name brand thing in the world. That comes and goes. Okay, and your desire to gain will always be there because money comes and goes like water. It evaporates. One minute you have X amount of dollars, the next minute you don't. Why? Because it just goes. It's the it's life. Okay, but the desire to want to build more in order to fulfill the Christian or Christ or or the spiritual feat is to put away all that desire. Kill the desire and focus on him and what he wants you to do. I'm not saying become not become an accomplished person in whatever field you are, uh, whatever career you may have. 
I mean, God has individual things going on for individual people. It's can't you, you can't just say, okay, it's a blanket statement theoretically. What you can say is that if you're called, he will ask you to leave everything and focus on him. Okay? And that's different from different people. It's not the same for everybody. Like people's experience of going to heaven when they they pass away and they come back, some for some medical reasons or whatever. Everyone's experience is different. There's not a blanket experience for everyone going that to, to have near death experiences. That this in or if you're in the spirit and you feel the Holy Spirit coming on you, the Pentecost on you, uh, there are some things that are different. And it's not the same for everybody. So you can't just say, okay, well, I felt, you can feel similar feelings. But theoretically, when it comes to the same experience, same visuals, same mental, it, it very, very rarely is the same thing, ever, okay? So the end result, however, is exactly what the seed, the believer, was always intended for, which is something greater than greater and more glorious first Corinthians 15 36 to 42 you are designed for a purpose there's something that God wants you to accomplish before he brings you home okay it could take your whole life to figure that out and we don't know when our when our life is over so there is no real um, uh, equation to this number but when you fulfill your purpose, or whatever purpose you fulfilled, God is going to do what God is going to do. Now, can can there be a short ending to a reign? Of course it can be. We're all God, uh, God's children. Um, but there is a, there is a, um, how can I put this? There is a greater satisfaction to the Lord's rewards than to your personal rewards let's say you want to be a doctor so start early you, you study you study you study you graduate school you graduate college you got your degrees and everything and then you become a doctor okay fantastic you worked hard you earned it that's a great thing to do okay your purpose whether it's on the journey of being a doctor or it's being a doctor itself if you give that to God and let God be in control of your life and you're a saved Christian and you're doing these things, your rewards will be so much greater in that profession. You're, you're great now. But just like being saved and not having the Holy Spirit and being saved and having the Holy Spirit, it's a boost. It's a highlighter. It's a morale enhancer. It helps you combat God will give you such a bit, bit a bigger blessing than what you think you should have or what you worked for. It's just an enhancer. It means you're doing God's work and you'll be so much more respected and so much more, uh, uh, not so much praise, but um, people will have so much more gratitude for you. Kind of how, how you put it. Okay. It's important to understand that narrow context of Jesus' words here. The point is that not only the not not only that only those who live in deliberate poverty will be saved okay so it's not just people who are having a hard time in life anyone can be saved at any time okay depends on how much you want it depends if you want god nor is it that person must perform the right kind of actions in order to be with god in eternity rather it's a, it is it is a reference to a person's state of mind 
So it's not so much of your actions trying to get to heaven is as much as your state of mind and your renewal of your heart and your mind together that gets you to heaven, okay, or gets you there. This is why Jesus used the, the dichotomy of love and hate with respect to one's earthly life, okay? So we, I'm sure we all said, oh, I hate that or hate this, hate that. Whether it's a figure of speech or you really truly meant it, you hate that particular thing, personal pleasure thing, okay? God uses love and hate as like red and blue, okay? Love is God, hate is usually evil, okay? Okay, so just as Jesus was not commanding people to objectively hate their family, Luke 14, 26, he is not telling us to objectively hate our, our lives. Rather, he is saying that we ought to put 100% of our priority, emphasis, and effort into the will of God. So, so God is not telling you hate everything. Put everything to the side. I don't want nothing to do with my life. I'm done. That's not what he's telling you. He is saying make God, a, make God your priority. Make following Jesus your your emphasis, okay? I do my thing. I work. I take care of my family. I do this. I'm also doing radio. I do things, but to the glory of God. I use my platforms that I have in my life, whether it's work, personal, or media. I use these platforms for the glory of God. That's how I maintain this stuff. I maintain by moving forward and maintaining a glorification of the Lord in my duty. Do I, am I perfect? Negative. I have my mistakes. I have my sins I commit. I know this and I, because I am a, I am completely accountable, I ask forgiveness nightly. Even if I don't realize I made a sin, sometimes you don't realize you lied or sometimes you don't realize you did this. You know, you you know you're, you, you can be full of baloney, but you don't realize you're actually doing these things. That's why forgiveness at the end of the night, God, forgive me for my sins. I love you. Take care of me while I sleep for another brighter day. Pray for who you want to pray for. If there's a prayer going on, these are the things that matter. And it's not about hating your life. God is not hate. God is love. So when he tells you, put put everything aside and follow me, that doesn't always mean you're worthless. It's not. It doesn't even mean you're worthless. It means that you are going to put your value in the Lord and let the Lord guide you and give you the blessings on top of the blessings. Blessing on top, blessing on top, blessing on top, blessings. That's what that means. Okay? It's important to understand that the narrow context of Jesus' words here. Okay? So, those who want to cling to the world instead of Jesus Christ demonstrate that they love the world too much to sincerely follow him. That's in Mark 10, 21 through 23. If you love the world more than Jesus, have at it. If your labels, your money, your nice whip, car your nice mansion if all that means more to you than god then that's your that's your choice but when eternity comes and this all goes down you yourself have got to figure out what you're going to do because there may not be time left now there are some christians out there or evangelicals i have to call them who have mansions who have all this okay jesus himself did not rock that way okay i don't want to put people down 
that's not the point of this blue book but you got to know the truth about something glorifying what you have and not being humble about your earnings and what God has done for you it's okay to tell people hey I'm blessed people how you doing I'm blessed God's good to me financially I'm okay I got an, I got my home in order God's doing good things with me I'm blessed nothing wrong with that but if I come out and say hey man guess what I'm worth 14 million you know I got a five car set up you know I'm rocking Gucci and, 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 and Louis Vuitton daily I don't eat no no places under a hundred bucks a plate blah 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 if you're doing all that that's not God that's gloat that's vanity nothing wrong with getting a haircut one of the cities I heard says you know God's all good and everything and I'm real good in that but I gotta get my hair done really you're gonna use that that analogy that the to express how you feel about God God does not care about all that he lets you do it and gives you a way to do it because that makes you happy it doesn't make doesn't necessarily make him happy he just wants your heart you understand what I'm talking to you about you understand you get it you need to put down your worldly desires follow God and God will give you the desires of your heart not of your okay Desires of your heart, not of your helm. Up here. Helm. Head. Helm. Okay? Heart, not helm. This here believes that you got to have this, 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 and this. This here believes when this is right, when this is not contaminated with all kinds of sewage, when this is right, it seeks God because we're made of God. Okay, anything born of water is seeking God. Anything not born of water is not seeking God. It just lives. Man, I am going to take you to a whole new theological thing. People don't even want to go there with me. There is a living and not living. Living and a living, but one thing's living because God created it. One thing's living because it's artificial. It was made artificially. Mm, that's a topic. That's a topic. Because people will argue all day that when God says born of water, born of spirit, means baptized. And that is so not true. No, not true. Because baptism is not required to go to heaven. You cannot be baptized and still get to heaven because baptism, baptism is for two things. Okay, Baptism is a public display of salvation. Out with the old and with the new. Get it? Okay. And in that baptism, a lot of people get caught with the Holy Spirit because it is literally the submission, your whole body submission into the water and come back up. Okay. Now people say, well, isn't that being born of the water? Spiritually, yes. But you have to understand there are things in this world that are not born of the water there are creatures that are just exist because Satan is playing God okay just because there's a heartbeat doesn't mean it's God's okay just because it's alive doesn't mean it's God's now you're going to say, well, that means that people. Well, no, because people, 
have a spirit of comprehension and of reflection to make decisions. People have a spirit. When you don't have a spirit, like a human being has a spirit, all human beings born of a water have a spirit. Human beings not born of the water don't have a spirit. Neither do dogs, neither do animals. Those don't have spirits because they don't have the reasoning. They're trained and they may have a morale of their instincts of an animal and they take characteristics of human beings because we show them, teach them, and direct them because we're their gods. They rely totally on us. Unless you're the wild and you have the wild instincts and you're of the nature. But you have to understand the spirit and water birth. Okay? No time in that in that emphasis does he ever speak about having to be baptized to get to heaven. But there's a book of life and a last book of life. Okay? Anyhow, we're getting way off. So, point being is that you have to lose it to gain it, okay? So, in the book, which is right here, okay, I use the Amplified. I was born and raised in the Spirit with Pentecost. Amplified life, amplified food, okay? Much more wordy, much more down to earth, in my opinion. You have whatever version you have, fantastic, great stuff. It helps you comprehend, I'm with you, 100%. And we'll go through some versions tonight, today. But we're going to read this. John 12, 25. And anyone who loves his life loses it. You're not supposed to love your life in a selfish way. My life, I do what I want with it. Well, yeah, okay, I'll get, get your argument. But God's telling you, if you love it, you're going to lose it because you're not going to have a life if you focus only on you. Don't be a me too, selfish type of person. Anyone who hates his life in the world is going to keep it eternal. Now, this is where you have to be very careful of the interpretation of this. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important. Because the Holy Spirit is going to re-examine what is being said because we're in 2020 now. So it's not like we're in BC right before, right after AD terminology. This is 2020 terminology. So what is he really meaning? But anyone who hates his life is in this world will keep it to eternal life. Life eternal. Okay? Now hate's a very strong word. We toss it around like candy, but truthfully hate is a so hate your life is to hate the worldly possessional life that you could inherit if you're not walking with the Lord okay you walking alone with the Lord <clears throat> is a very tough life because you have nothing to base your foundation on besides what you may acquire, what you work yourself forward on, self-motivation and division, division, devotion, okay? So, in order for you to love the Lord the right way, you have to really 
say no to the carnal life. Okay? And the only way, the only way to gain in the Lord is by give away your, your worldly life. This is in, tr in complete transition of I, I ask forgiveness for my past. I want your help and accountability for the future. When you say you are now born again and you take accountability and you move forward in your life, that old life, everything you did in that old life is gone. Okay? Will you possess some stuff? Maybe. You could. But that's taken away from that worldly possession of that nonsense life that you're living because it got you nowhere. You are coming to Christ and being born again to walk with him. Not to, okay, cool, I have him on the weekends. Okay, cool, I have him on Wednesdays. Okay, cool, I have him on Easter and Christmas. Okay, cool, I have him on Thanksgiving. It's, it's not that way. And it may be paraded like that by society, but that's not what Jesus is wanting or God is wanting. The Holy Spirit doesn't flow that way. Okay, he wants you in day-to-day -day life. You wake up, you're with him, you go to bed, you're with him. You rest, you try to get the best of it. That's what he's wanting. Okay? So in order for you to comprehend, okay, comprehension is where we're at here. Okay, the blue book of comprehension. In order for you to comprehend what you need to do to get away from that worldly life and into the spiritual realm of life and to lead or to follow the Lord and lead others if that be necessary. He throws the word hate in there because he wants you to understand how much you have to turn away from that worldly life. You have to have a, some sort of hatred to it. What has a worldly life done for you? Okay? The law needs a lot of changing. Okay? Your family's probably on... In, in some type of disruption most are at this point in time in 2020 okay there's a lot about it that is just garbage okay the way the way the media is handling things the way propaganda comes at you the the, the many messages it comes out there's nothing to love about it when it comes to the worldly life you have to hate that hate it why because it's the only way you're going to actually understand the back turning of that to turn to God Okay, it has to be a comprehension of it. You can't just I don't I don't like it because if you don't hate that, you're gonna welcome it back. And God's trying to get you not to welcome that back. I don't. I have no regrets about my past. My past is my past, but I hate that life because life wasn't with God and it was very turmoilish. It was very turbulent. Now, I love it because I'm with God. I have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Ghost, it's a different type of situation. So he has to put that word in there for you to comprehend that this is why you have to have that. Problem is, is that people misinterpret this as an actual worldly hate. And that's not the case at all, any way, shape, or form. He is not telling you to worldly hate. He's telling you to turn your back away from that and guide with him. But because people don't understand that type of sacrifice. He has to throw that type of wording in there to make, make you understand it. Okay. So, whomever has no love for, no concern for, or no regard for his life on here on earth, but despises it, preserves his life forever and ever. There you go. That's pretty much what it is. 
You have to have no love for this crust of evil. Okay? This is like when it, when people tell you you have to turn away from your addictions, turn away from like, you know, whether you're an alcoholic or a drug addict or anything of those sorts that are obviously not of God. You have to, some people have to be weaned off it slowly and, 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 and kind of like create a hate for it. Because if you hate something, in the, uh, the, uh, theoretically, if you hate something, you're not going to go back to it. Because that's a hate. That's something you don't want. That's something that you despise. You disregard. You don't like. The word hate is used to fill it so you know that that's a brick wall. I'm not going back to that. Okay? But this crust of this earth is so delusional. It's a mirage of madness. So, yes, you work hard. But that's what God's saying. Work hard in me. You will be blessed. Work hard for the world. What are you going to gain? You're not going to gain anything. You're in a journey for Lord. You are born, you are raised, and now that you're an adult and you're in the Lord, you have a journey you're on. You're on a journey. And if you let the world interfere with that journey, to a certain degree, you'll go off path. So you must hate that. So, whomever has no love for or concern for, I don't concern for this earth. I care for people. I care that that people get the justification they get the lord i i i care for that part but i have no concern for this earth as far as how evil it is and how much nonsense there is i care for recycling i care for nature i care for the animals i care for all that because it's all god's creatures i don't care for the nonsense okay no regard for his life on earth but despises it I despise the things that happen to me that I can't either control or not around. Because not everything's in my control. I don't have control of everything. That's why God does what God does because I take a backseat and let Him handle it. I try to let that be a distressor so that I don't fall into that. I don't always succeed. I didn't, I, God knows I have, my, I have my weaknesses in certain things in my life. But my goal is to let God do what God's going to do so that I can fall behind him and know it's a blessing. And that's why it says right there. No regard for his life on earth, but despises it, preserves his life forever. Okay, so if you despise hate what the world has to offer you and you follow the Lord, you'll preserve it because God is a preser preserver. Uh, uh, preserver God is a preserver he preserves life because he wants you to fill your journey whatever that journey is he wants you to preserve it he preserves you you're like okay man I could have been dead I could have been this I could have been hurt I could have been all kinds of stuff God forbid anything were to happen to me of course because he's preserving you. He's helping you. He's blessing you. And you're like, okay, well, before when I was going through all that nonsense, before I got saved, how am I still alive? Because God's always watching his children. God's always watching his children. Difference is, is that when you come came up accountability, you, you focus on it. Oh, my gosh. You pray if you're upset. You pray if you have bad times. You pray for these things. But in the end of the day, you recognize that God has got you. God has taken care of you. And you're thankful for that. Don't let that be a moment. Let that be a momentum. 
You understand what I'm saying? You don't want to be thankful to God and appreciate your blessings, appreciate your life, and be, oh my gosh, I could have been dead, thank God. Don't let that be a moment. Be that a momentum. Get a momentum in you that wants to do good for God and wants to do the positive things. Because once you get to that point, then not much not much can stop you. It just it, it's a wonderful feeling when God does things. Now you're gonna fall, you're gonna trip, you're gonna have your issues. It's it's a practice. But if you hate what the world has to offer and love what Lord has to offer, you'll see the difference in why God put those words in there. He didn't put them in there because he wants you to misunderstand what he's saying. That's why, and I'm telling you right now, that's why this thing has to be read with the Holy Spirit. It cannot be read literally. You're going to think all kinds of crazy nonsense. This book is alive for a reason because the Holy Spirit's inside it. Not because you were, you're, you're, the, you're the biggest scholar and you have all the education in the world and you read the Bible, read the Bible cover to cover a hundred thousand times. It has nothing to do with that. This thing is a gem. This thing is a knowledgeful gem of Proverbs and peace. And it will give you everything you need if you let the Holy Spirit do its work inside it. You understand what I'm saying? So when you see a scripture like this and it says straight up. <clears throat> anyone who loves his life loses it. But anyone who hates his life in the world will keep in this world will keep it to eternal life people misconstrue that completely and they're like well god says i gotta hate my life so i'm gonna hate my life come on god is not hate so what you have to do you have to get into the spirit pray let the holy spirit intervene into what you're doing and read it in the third person god's son holy spirit read it in the third person once you read it in the third person and you see what is between these lines you'll understand that hate does not mean the the worldly hate hate means i despise i don't want nothing to do with what the world has to offer me because that's not godly those are temptations and oppressions i want what god has to offer me so in order for me to be able to the follow the lord i have to have it in my heart that this is not holy this is a hate I'm not going to be unappreciative to the blessings that are given to me. I'm not going to be unappreciative to those who help me and get me through and support me and take care of me. Those are godly things. What I am going to hate is the lust, the lies, the killings, the, the, the blasphemies, the, 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 the thoughts that, this, that Satan drops in my brain to try to discourage me, the spiritual warfare of evil. I'm going to, anything that persuades me from the Lord... I have to hate because if I don't it comes back to me and I have a soft spot for the world because I live on the world so I'm going to have a soft spot for that but God says you have to lose it and hate the world in order to follow me you have to turn your back to that temptation is a mother and if you don't if you can't get through temptation you better get that Holy Spirit really quickly because the Holy Spirit is the only thing that keeps you away from temptation of any sort. It doesn't matter if it's if it's substance or sexual. It matters nothing. Temptation will get you if you're not Holy Spiritly grounded. I'm going to tell you that right now. The only thing getting you through temptation and trial and tribulation 
is the Holy Spirit because that is your power you have to pray out of it and to bring the holiness into your life to get away. Now, I have to always learn that myself. I am just as bad as anyone else. I am no different. I have to drop that. I, you notice I'm dropping the whole, I'm dropping my tongues like throughout the whole entire message because God just speaks to me and I let him know. I don't speak stuff that I want Satan to hear. You gotta be edifying. You gotta be something that's worth it. Okay? Corruption is many forms. It ain't just certain words. Corruption is many words, many forms. You can talk to somebody, not use any any words of, of, of cursing or swears, and you still can hurt somebody very badly because it's corruption, not so much the word. It's corruption within words. Like third person. Gotta understand that. Okay? So, most of the things say the same. Um, we're going to go right to. The, we're going to go right into the summary. Very important. We we'll go right into the summary. Okay. So, Jesus is treated to an honorary dinner at the home of Lazarus, whom he has recently raised from the, from death. After this dinner, Lazarus' sister Mary anoints Jesus with expensive oil jesus then enters jerusalem to great fanfare stroking fears that his popularity will attract the anger of the roman empire that anger even inspires a murder plot against lazarus after being approached by non-jewish seekers jesus offers a final plea for people to understand his ministry in effect these are the last public words spoken by Jesus in the Gospel of John. He raises the raises Lazarus. Lazarus, that's probably the reason why people get all twisted with Mary and Jesus because Lazarus' sister, you know, lavished him for bringing his her 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 brother back, and people get all that misconstrued and twisted. You know, you can't be nice and happy because you know it gets construed. Okay, but Jesus is trying to get people to understand that this is the ministry. This is what matters. Live reckless with God. Live reckless with Jesus. Reckless with love. Okay, you have to love the Lord and hate sin. Hate the world in a holy matter. Anyone who holds Onto life will lose it, but anyone, but if you let go reckless in your love, you'll have it forever, real and eternal. Reckless in love with Lord, the Lord, no chill. Fantastic stuff, it really is. Guys, been a great word, great message. Reckless in love with the Lord, reckless in love with the Lord, turn away from the world. Pretty simple stuff, okay. Check out our station, umolv.com, Unified, Unity Radio, fantastic stuff. You're going to love it. 24-hour inspirational music. You're going to dig it. Okay? umolv.com. Get Unified. Okay? Fear. Respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. <laughs> until next time until next time <laughs> and until next time Jesus Stop.